this is Sandy. And Randy. And we're here on AT Corner. Being an athletic trainer comes with ups and downs, and we're here to showcase it all. Join us as we share our world in sports medicine. Welcome back to another episode of AT Corner. We're here, season three. Let's do this. I hope everyone had a great summer. Yes. And speaking of summer, what better way to kick off our new season than summer camp stories? Which apparently we've already done before, which goes to show you how many episodes we've done because I didn't remember doing one already. That's very true. But nice thing is, you know, community has grown a little bit, maybe some new submissions. And plus, we all work summer camps at some point. Actually, I don't know if I've worked like a traditional summer camp. Oh, you're like, missing I've, out. I've worked football summer camp. but Oh, that's different. But right, right. It's different. Yeah, they don't. Well, I guess some schools do, but they don't give you awesome fast food like summer camps do. Um, oh, we get fed. That's true. But we get fast food. Del Taco we've gotten. We've gotten Del Taco. <laughs> That's an exciting story you've got there. <laughs> well, we're only kicking this off right. Um, I feel like you have more camp experience than I do. It's been a while, though. Like, I have not worked camps in a while. Yeah. So, I have to really dive into the memory bank for some of them. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like I can dive into your memory bank That's true. for this. Because you did come out because, and hang out with me during because my Because I didn't work... At- the camps i just hung out at the camps yeah so you experienced them i did just not as a not certified working. athletic trainer yeah you were you just weren't working yeah i was getting the camp experience without getting the camp experience yes that's true actually speaking of camp experience we have our first story is from marissa s and she's she kind of sums up like her university's camp camps like pretty well okay you want to go for it yes this one is by marissa s summer after college i worked for my university who hosts extensive sports camps all summer long so all of us that worked sports camps did a draft of all the camps we wanted to work each week was different they had the school's full-time ats in charge of their sports camps as their athletes were the coaches then the gas were the management slash transport And then certified ATs worked fields slash courts like you would a tournament. And the AT students were like runners who helped with waters, restocking supplies, calling ATs for injuries, and handing out ice. This is intense. Right? Like, Like, like that's really well organized. This is, there's a system, Mm -hmm. like, holy smokes. It was a really cool setup. And I ended up working a couple football, basketball, and baseball camps throughout the summer. I work sports I was already comfortable with because I chose ones I enjoyed, but there were a lot of other options that I didn't choose, and we got to work with other people. It was cool because it was a new crew every week, and people that you didn't know from school slash weren't in your cohort. It was a really fun summer because it was just sports and hanging out with other ATs. We also got fed by the school, so we'd all eat together and drive each other around to the different venues. That is really cool. That sounds really neat. Right? I feel like um, our school just was talking about, oh, we're going to start hosting camps next year. And my first thought was, 
Am I covering that? Is See, that, that, that is always the question about camps is, okay, wait, wait, like camps are great until you're like, okay, wait, who's covering? Like who's it? Can who, I hire out? Who is the responsible party to provide medical coverage? Right. But I do have to say, like, I remember like as an AT student when we would help out with the camps, like it was kind of fun, like during the summer, like you just work and, you know, you get to hang out with your cohort and you do get fed. I do have to say. I'm glad that was in there because that is my biggest memories of camp. See, I didn't really, I don't think I really had that. Like my summers were football camp and that's it. Like football hell week. Yeah, I guess I don't remember you guys ever really having that option. Yeah. My camp experience is through you. What kind of age group were you looking at for camps? Like what was your age range? Wide range. We've had, I've, I think I had the youngest about being like four or so, four or five, oldest about high school. So I had a wide range. You didn't do any collegiate camps? Well, it was mostly like the high school age, like the ones who would be like prospect camps mm. or like ID camps. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have one from Caroline D. So these next few are about like all ages. This one's about a... Um, she said, I have two funny stories as well from the summer. And this one's about a little kid. Okay. The first one was at hockey camp. We had a seven-year-old from California. The camp was in New Hampshire. She was playing in a game one day and looked up at me and the coach <laughs> said she had to go to the bathroom. So we tell her to use the one next to the locker room. And then she looked up at us again with really big eyes. And oh, she no. goes, <laughs> never mind. Oh, no. She peed her pants in her equipment and we had to wash all of it after the game. Oh, no. Poor thing. Yeah, hockey. Like, that's not easy to get on. No, off. that's a lot of equipment. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Poor thing. <laughs> I do have to say, kind of similar, maybe not so similar. Um, I had a camper have their second period of all time at the camp. I remember this. Yep. She was like, obviously not feeling very well. Mm. And, you know, talking about it, she said that was, I think, her second one. And I was just like, you poor thing. She probably didn't. You were like college. Oh, were you already? You were already. You were a GA. Yeah, that's when I was a GA. Still college age male. She has to talk to a college age <laughs> male about her second period of all yep. time. And she's and at that point, you know, there's there's really nothing you can do. <laughs> so it's like, I was like, you might want to call your mom and see if you can get some meds. <laughs> it was. I felt so bad for her because she couldn't do anything. And there's nothing. It's a camp. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> like. Poor thing. Because I can't hand, I can't give her meds. So right, I right. need I need mom to come and give her meds. Right. So it's just like hang in there, kiddo. Oh my I felt gosh. so bad for her. That, that was pretty that was pretty crappy. So this next one from Kirsten M, she said, a camper's little sister, who is not a participant, had arm pain, and imaging showed a radial and ulnar fracture. Glad I did a quick eval. She was like four years old, and she fooshed while playing in the grass. Ouch. She was the saddest and quietest patient I think I've ever worked with. I just knew she didn't feel good and had a gut feeling that her arm was broken. Lo and behold, she came back the next day to show me her cast. Now, the question is, did you get to sign the cast? Right. That That's fun. You just uh, sign it. Called it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't think I've ever... 
gotten a chance to sign a cast. Like even for my student athletes. What do you mean like in your life or like as in, an in my life? Oh, really? in my life in general, but definitely as an AT. I must have boring athletes. Well, I feel like that's... I don't... Okay, this is a question for, like, everyone. Is it not a thing anymore that people don't get their cast signed, or is it just not a thing because I'm not that age? I don't know. I've had student athletes still get their cast signed. I have... I I mean, granted, I haven't had that many student athletes that really needed a cast, but... I feel like the last time I saw someone with a cast that had signatures on it was probably... My cousin, when I was like 10 or 11. Oh, interesting. No, yeah, I've definitely seen my definitely college age athletes signing casts. You know what casts I think are the coolest that I that need more hype so Which people ones? do it more? The double colored casts. Oh, yeah. Like the, the stripy ones. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Also, um, at NATA, we saw this cast that was oh, like yeah. 3D printed. And it had like holes in it. So, so it was like breathable. Cool. That so was pretty cool. dope. I do have to say I, that was pretty dope. I am not looking forward to the time that my one of my athletes needs a cast. However, I will definitely call up that company because <laughs> they go through insurance. Oh, that's cool. So that's really cool. Neat. So cool. Um. Anyway, speaking of casts, we have another one. About a cast. More casts. This one's from Mara, actually, from uh, Precision AT. That's right. Our partner, if you guys are new, we have free CEUs thanks to Precision AT. Yes, we love um, Precision here. They are awesome. Our latest five CEU episodes are free. The rest are behind a paywall. So um, as new ones come out, older ones can be purchased for bonus content yes. and for the CEUs through that episode. So it's pretty cool. Yes. And it's all thanks to Precision AT. So speaking of Mara. Yes, this one's by Mara S. Little kids can bend and break. Forever ago at a soccer camp, a kid was doing something not sport related and fooshed. Ended up with bent radius and ulna, but not broken. X-ray showed a bend. They ended up still in a cast. That's crazy. I have never heard of that. Like, that? I mean, I I get it because right, like their their bones are still a lot more flexible, but like to actually see it bent, right? Both of them. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, also to think like, imagine the people who wouldn't have gone to get an X ray. Yeah. Like I don't know how it presented, but could you imagine just? Well, and plus too, like sometimes like when kids are like, "Oh, this hurts," right? Oh, it's growing <laughs> pains. Or the kid who cried wolf. Yeah. They've said, my arm hurts like all week long. <laughs> you know what the, the hardest one, especially with camps, and this one just like, again, as an AT that works in uh, college athletics, you know, working any, like working with the little ones can sometimes be a frustrating. The ones who don't want to be there <laughs> or who are like, my tummy hurts. Wait. Please tell the story about our favorite baseball kid. Oh, uh, don't worry. I got that one. <laughs> but yeah, they're like those kids that just like sit there and like my tummy hurts. And it's like, obviously, tummy hurts could be a thing, but like they keep doing it all camp. And it's like either you need to change your diet or just maybe find another camp. Right. All right. 
So our favorite baseball player. Yeah. All right, that's good. So it was a uh, it was a baseball camp, and this is like the at the school I was working at their baseball camps. Again, big age ranges. Uh, I think this camp. I think the youngest was around four, and I think they got up to maybe right around middle school or just before middle school. Okay. And they do a pretty, like these camps are pretty big and they do a really good job of dividing the kids based on like age and somewhat skill. So it's pretty funny to watch the interpretations of competitiveness based on each age group. So I was watching the, uh, probably like four or five or six year olds in their game. (laughs) And one thing that I've noticed is kids are mean to each other. Yeah. They have no filter. They have no filter. They're like, Oh, come on, catch the ball. Like they're so mean (laughs) to each other. Like I don't understand. So this one kid was really just, he was tired of his team. He was really upset. No one was making plays because this kid was obviously making plays. And no one's making plays because they're five. Yeah. Like we're not watching baseball. We're kids. We're watching kids run to a ball. So he's getting I'm telling you, this kid is getting madder and madder by the minute. And like this one kid like throws to first and misses it. And he's like, oh, come on. You got to catch the ball. Or like the kid. I, I, don't, I don't know what he did. Like he was he didn't like make the catch. He's like, come on, you got to catch that. And the kid's like four or five and he's out in the outfield and he's just pouting. And there was this play that was at first. And again, who runs these camps, right? It's the, it's the college students. It's the student (laughs) athletes. They don't care. They're just there to make money and like, come on. Right. And so the coaches, right. Or the college students are the ones who are being the umpires in this game. All right, he called the kid safe, which probably was clearly out. But who cares? Just let the kids play. Um, the kid cares. I was going to say, this kid lost his mind. Again, four or five. Oh, he was out. No, oh, he was out. And it, it, whatever. Clearly, the college students didn't care. And we were going to we're getting ready to move on to the next batter, right? This kid is just like he he's pouting out there in the outfield. And finally, He just, he had it. When I tell you this child stomped off the field, (laughs) he stomped off the field from left field to sit on the side of the field and he was done playing. He sat down arms by the the backpacks, by the backpacks, arms folded and just had that look just. hmm. And I just sat there and thought like, like, what if like Mike Trout did that? (laughs) Right. Like what if you're watching, which, by the way, the how the angel season has went, I wouldn't blame him. But like you're watching the game and all of a sudden you just see like, oh, there go- oh, there goes Mike Trout just stomping off the field into the dugout. Oh, and he's pouting now. Like th- that was cracking me up because like what if what if you just saw the pros do that? Um, So I think that's when I joined you. Yes, you got there just in time. Well, I didn't I didn't see him stomp oh, yeah, off, but I went over and I Oh, you asked me. You were asking like, what's, why, wrong, with, what's why, wrong with that why kid? Why is that kid in trouble? <laughs> is he in trouble? Nope. Why is he sitting with his arms crossed by the backpacks? Nope. He is just pouting. He's a very upset child. 
So we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum, actually, with um, collegiate baseball. Okay. So this is a collegiate baseball camp. Let's do it. Um, so this is from our MVP, Nicolette. Yes, MVP. <laughs> so she said, non-sport related, but I had a guy throw up all over the bus from oh. eating too many breadsticks at Olive Garden. Ugh. Hashtag baseball. He was college age, old enough to know when he is full. Hey, but those <laughs> unlimited breadsticks. Come on. You can't you can't pass that up. Well, he couldn't. Well, you have you had quite the vomit story this past oh, at weekend. Our, at our football scrimmage? Yeah, which kind of camp? Football camp. We're in camp. Yeah. Freaking hot as As whatever. what? I, as what? Hot as what? Um what are we rating our podcast? Cause <laughs> well, we can make it explicit. So, um, so I already said crappy on this. I think that's think what what th- iTunes deems as I explicit. Guess. I guess. Um. So anyway, uh, we should probably start doing our stories with beers, beers in hand. No, because I won't be able to <laughs> censor myself. Probably. <laughs> um. Okay. So, um, football scrimmage. This. Okay, I've seen a lot of vomit. Obviously. Um, this kid vomiting on the field is literally like water is coming, like yellow water is coming out of his mouth while he's talking. He's standing perfectly up straight. It's windy and it's just like coming out of his mouth and he's trying to get someone to sub him. He's like tapping his helmet so much. And so I just like meet him and I'm like strategically standing so that the wind is like I, like he is downwind of me yeah because there is no way i'm standing on that other side oh yeah no if he so, opened as soon as he opened his mouth it was coming out and like so it wait, was, was like he, no effort like you know how you usually have to like oh i i think just that sound you made everyone who's like going to work now all now want to you're welcome <laughs> you know how you have to like normally like heave like he had no effort he just opened his mouth was he so wait was he throwing up while he was like trying to talk too Mm-hmm. Dude, that's brutal. I know. It was. See, isn't football fun? Don't you want to play and that's work like, football? That's like cross-country status, I think. They are not that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they th- kind of throw up. Most of, the time, most of the time, it's disgusting, that stringy saliva that's all over the place. Oh, man, that's pretty They bad. do get that. Okay, so back to camps. Um, we do have a couple of timing things because you know there are some some camps that go like overnight have you ever worked yes you have yes i have you have an overnight story i do okay so before we get into the overnight stories we have one about the last five minutes of a camp because you know that's when injuries happen of course go for it Uh, this one's by is that eli ellie ellie this one's by ellie g I had an ankle dislocation in the last five minutes of a volleyball camp. That's brutal. Okay, yeah, an ankle dislocation. And volleyball, I feel like, is so chill sometimes. It's chill until, like... Until it's not? Until you get an until ankle you dislocation? Until you get an ankle dislocation, shoulder dislocation, yeah. like, blood. The girl came down from a jump and landed weird. Luckily, parents were already on site, so I was able to send her out immediately to the ER. That is pretty good timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not for the this poor child. I feel like ankle dislocations are one of, like, my, you know how everyone has, like, an injury? Like, one that you just think about and you just don't really want to see? 
Like I, it used to be elbow dislocations for me until I saw one and I was like, oh, that actually like wasn't that bad. Like, why was I so scared of it for so long? <laughs> now there, I have two. I have a facial fracture, which is why yeah, I despise dude. baseball. Face, face things. You face things like. I don't like. So, um, what? I, I actually, I actually have changed my mind. I really enjoy working baseball, but I. Am still on edge about about the face about the face. It's just like that's my injury right now. Yeah, that's might, the one thing I don't want to see. I might have a nasal fracture right now for you. I've seen an I've seen a nose fracture in wrestling, and it was fine. Like, but it didn't bleed, so I guess that's part of the like why it was so fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. But like, I feel like a face fracture, like a baseball to the face. Oh my goodness! I had someone get a baseball to the forehead oh yeah and that like my heart was racing so fast i was like please do not be like please do not be my my injury right now and it wasn't so that was good um but like that and then ankle dislocations i feel like just because i haven't really seen one i feel like i'm gonna be like i mean i think it'll be fine i do fine with emergencies but i think that's like my my like i don't want to say my nemesis but it's like my injury like that's my like what I don't want to see. I've never heard of that. What what is yours? I don't know. I'm just always prepared. I don't know. Okay, ready. I'm just always prepared. I, I'm just I'm just ready to go. No, there's like there's like you know like some people don't like eye eye injuries. Like oh, if it's like an eye, I don't want to deal with it. I don't think I have that. Really? Yeah. I'm not. There's like, nothing. That's I'm not like, like creeped out by all that. No, unless I'm it, not, unless no, I'm it's not, me. I'm not creeped out by it. I'm like, that's like something I just don't want to deal with. Like, I just don't want to be in that situation. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be in like a tip fib fracture situation. Okay, see, there you go. But like. Maybe that's your injury. I mean, I'm, well, <laughs> I'm ready to rock if it happens. I got my game plan in mind. I know. You know how prepared I am for a facial injury <laughs> because I don't want to see it? That is like, that is like. Same thing as ankle dislocation. Like anytime someone says they had an ankle dislocation, I'm like, you need to sit me down and go minute by minute, play by play. I need to hear about oh, this. Oh, you know what? Total knee dislocation. That one's pretty brutal. Oof. Because the popliteal artery can get ruptured. Ooh. And like it's it's a pretty high risk. So I I would say maybe total knee dislocation. Like that one's pretty brutal. Yeah, that's we. Someone sent in a picture of that total knee. So. Yeah, I don't know if we shared that story, but I have the. I'm not sure, I can't remember. I have the picture. Nice. Yeah. Um. Someone remind us if we shared that story already, because yeah, apparently we're bad at remembering <laughs> what we've done and what we haven't. Episode one hundred and one, baby. We're in triple digits, by the way. Seriously, maybe that's why our memory's so bad. Maybe, maybe we have concussions. It's a little early in the season for us to have that. I don't know. I thought I gave us, I thought I had one before NATA, so. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Um, For, before NATA, I'm just going to share the story. Oh, we're okay. Gonna, we're oh gonna ha- okay. We're, we're doing gonna, this. We're going to have to split this. Up. Okay. So before NATA, we were actually going, if you guys haven't, if you guys don't really know our story, we've been married for three years, but we eloped and then we were supposed to have a big ceremony in 2020 but then something happened something happened so then we had to postpone it and then global global thing and then we had to postpone it again and then so we ended up having it in 2022 actually just this may so um what had happened was 
Um, we had waited on our honeymoon too. And so we we're like, oh, well, why don't we just go at the same time, like right before NATA? So we ended up doing like a couple weeks. We did, um, we went out to Virginia. We went to a national park. Shenandoah National Park. Highly recommend, by the way. And then it was we, gorgeous. And then we went to NATA. So we kind of like made like an extended, extended trip. So basically what she's saying is a part of our honeymoon was NATA. No, we're not that AT nerds. I am. Okay, you are. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, I was doing laundry for our trip because we had to, it was so hard to pack for like hiking and business casual. And two weeks. The duration. Right. The two different trips. So anyway, we I had to do all of our laundry and I stood up into I don't know if you guys know what a captain's chair is, but it's like a pull up bar and a like what are those um you like, like those like leg up things for your core. You yeah. Pull both like, legs up while you're like stationary upper body. Yeah, so I like stood up into it and <laughs> and it was really hot in the garage where our laundry is and my oh my gosh, my head started hurting, which I don't get headaches, so I was like, Oh, this is like bad. Right. And so then I told Randy and I was like, oh, shoot. If I feel the need to tell Randy, I probably think there's something wrong. Oh, yeah. Anytime she tells me, I know. And so then I was like thinking like, okay, is this like my scalp hurting or is it actually So my favorite part is you're worried about a concussion, but I'm going to start thinking more now. And so then I was like thinking like I was like, I really need to just like I need to figure out is this I need to differentiate is this my scalp or is it my head that's hurting? Like, why? Why is it still hurting? And then I would leave and kind of forget about it. And then I'd come back to the same spot and remember that my head hurts. And I was like, oh, shoot, was I just not thinking that my head hurts or, or did it actually not hurt? Like, it's not hurting anymore. And then I was like, do I have any other symptoms? I'm just like, really, am I having trouble concentrating? And so then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know what? If it's a concussion, like... We'll figure it out. We're both ATs. Yep. Um, and then we went in an airplane. And then I was so nauseous. And I don't usually get not. Na- I've never gotten nauseous in air. I've gotten in an airport, which is a whole nother story. <laughs> but um, not on a plane. Like to the point that I was like, I almost grabbed the barf bag. Like on the on the plane. And then I was thinking, man, like. I really am concussed. Like, I've got to be concussed. Why am I nauseous right now? You, I think you were good. I think I was good. We we had other explanations for that. For, like, the nausea and stuff. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not what... <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah. And then I drank a bunch of water and then I was like mostly fine. Because you've had, you've kind of had something similar before when we went to New Orleans. Oh, right. Oh, and then I had vertigo yeah. for like all of NATA. Yeah. Like so bad. So, I mean, you, that's why we were kind of thinking like, yeah, she, you might be all right. Yeah. Because you did, you have had that before. Yeah. It was just, by the way, it was just bad, but um, we made it through. I didn't uh, tip over. No, you didn't. That was it. No one. Uh, Even though asked there me were there were a lot of sessions on like Vert- BPPV. Ver- yeah, vertigo and um, 
And I was like, oh, Vestibular. I can just learn about myself. <laughs> hey, I signed up for all those bad boys. I was ready. I know the learning labs where they're like, okay, now shake your head. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back to camp. Um, Timing. Let's do some midnight calls. Yes, this one's by Erica W. I was working a Nike tennis sleepaway camp and was called at 3 a.m. for a girl who had a hives breakout. Man, that sucks. (laughs) I took my kit with me knowing I had at least 10 small hydrocortisone packets in it. I was envisioning a small breakout, but when I got to her, she was covered head to toe. I had to run to the ATC, which was all the way across campus, to get more hydrocortisone. Unfortunately, there were only small packets. Of course. About 40 packets and 15 minutes later, she was all covered. Luckily, it was helping the redness and itching. The camper said she had eczema and was slightly gluten intolerant and couldn't resist the homemade cupcakes the cafeteria was making that night. I don't blame her. They were delicious. She had no other symptoms, just large blotchy red patches. She was trying not to itch to break the skin. Oh. Poor thing. I know. But I mean. This is 3 a.m. Poor girl. I know. But you know what? Can you, I mean, those cupcakes. I know. It's hard, like, especially like, I don't even, it doesn't matter how old she is. It's hard to say no to something everyone else is enjoying. Dude, 3 a.m. call though. Yeah. Poor thing. That's brutal. I'm glad I never had to, like, be on call the entire time. You didn't? I thought the. The ramen. No, that happened in the morning. Oh, really? I thought that happened at night. No. So, but in years past, that same camp, they actually had the AT stay. Oh, wow. In the dorms with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that wasn't me. Tell, tell us your ramen story. Yeah. So this is literally the last day. So I'm setting up in the morning. I'm getting the water ready. And I get a call saying like, hey, like. You might want to head over here like now, like this girl burned herself. (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, I was anticipating like, oh, she spilled the water on her hand or something, right? Like, because they had ramen available. Like, they basically had like a cup of noodles. Yeah, like they had a like a snack bar during the week that the girls could like buy like some food and stuff. And... (laughs) Again, I'm anticipating, right? Because, like, it's in the microwave, which is probably, like, above her head. Like, she went to grab it and maybe spilled, right? So, hand, maybe wrist, right? We'll be okay. I get there. Bruh. (laughs) Like, I don't know what they were doing with this, this cup of noodle. But it's like, she burned, like, all of her leg. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I walked up. I'm like, are, is this real? Poor thing. I know. It looked uncomfortable. Like, it blistered really well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, it was it was a significant burn. Aww. So, I, I cleaned her up, you know, gave her, gave her some ice for it, too, and, you know, patched her up. Last day. Well, at least she got to go home. At least she got to go home right after that. So, talk to the parents, you know, let them know about the burn. And What'd you do for her? I just cleaned it up. And make sure it was like, nice and clean, and then I put I like you know um, HIPAA cleanse, mm-hmm. and then I did. You can't like rub it. No, so I had to dab. Oh. And then ice, 
and just kind of patched her up. Poor thing. I know it. You can like obviously it hurt, you know, and she was in tears. Like she was at, she was calm though. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't like actively like crying, but you can tell she had some tears going, and she was not comfortable. So that was pretty brutal. But I'm still trying to figure out how the cup of noodles spilled on her leg. I mean, maybe she was eating it on her lap. No, because I I don't think she even had a chance to eat it yet. From what I remember, I think she was like she was still from grabbing it or had it mobile. I don't mm-hmm. think we were stationary. I think we're moving. She'll never do that again. No. Um, we have another midnight call. Um, falling off a bunk bed. Okay. So this is Julie R. She said, yep, that was a first for me. An 11-year-old. Squash camp. Fractured clavicle and dislocated shoulder. This is also at 1.30 a.m. Nice. They had to put him under anesthesia to try and relocate the glenohumeral joint, but then required surgery for the clavicle fracture. The parents were four hours away, and they got there around 6.30 a.m., and surgery was later that morning. We ended up calling 911 because he was on the smaller side, and he was still in a booster seat in his parents' car. So since I didn't have the proper seating, they were transported. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's actually kind of a good idea. Yeah. I went with him, and fortunately, he was able to stay. Um, Unfortunately, I was able to stay with the scared kid the whole time until the parents arrived. Once the parents arrived to the hospital, they didn't want me to leave because they didn't understand all of the quote-unquote doctor <laughs> terms. So I stayed for a bit with them to help them understand what was going on, which is so yep. super awesome. And again, that's the important thing about ATs. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, speaking of parents, um, we have a tip and tricks from Caroline about parents. Caroline says, for tips and tricks this summer, I really learned how to communicate with parents. It's hard because you don't know the kids coming in, so if they get a concussion or any other injury, you don't know their pain tolerance or how honest they're going to be with reporting their symptoms. I use the parents as a tool to help gauge how severe the injury actually was. I feel like you could learn so much from the parents, and then like in return, they could also learn so much from you, like the doctor terms that Julie was talking about. See, the tough thing is... is uh. Uh, a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but in most, in the cases that I've seen, the ATs working these camps are usually the ones working with collegiate student athletes who don't deal with parents very often. (laughs) Good call. So it definitely can be a challenge when you like 10 months out of the year, you do not deal with parents. So it definitely can be a challenge. That's true. Especially to remember that. Um, I feel like I have a lot of minors this year as I'm going through paperwork. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I just had a parent today, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Actually, the kid just turned 18, like oh, this nice. week. Nice. So I'm like, mm, you're not a minor anymore. <laughs> no, no more dealing with the parents for right, you. Right. Um, okay. For... Our next topic, we have um, kind of like what you see. I feel like camps, you get a lot of emergency. And yes. and sometimes I feel like it's because with camps, you don't necessarily, 
I feel like it's a shorter line to call 911 for a camp than it is for someone who maybe you know, you know their history. Yeah. Like also their kids. I mean, not always though. Like that's true. I don't know. I feel like it's, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I feel like it's camp is easier to call 911. You're more likely to call 911. Yes, I'd agree. Also, kids getting a little out of control, man. Hey, we're in summer mode now. Also, all the extracurriculars. Yes. We have some stories on that. Oh, okay. I think I put them at the end. So anyway, let's go to this first obvious emergency, an extreme sports camp. Uh, This one's by Giovanni P. Hey, y'all. I see that y'all are looking for summer camp stuff, and I've got some good ones for you. I worked at an extreme sports camp in Pennsylvania last summer. When I tell you there were multiple hospital transportations every day. I am not kidding. The things these kids and adults would do were slash are insane, and EMS was no stranger to us. This camp really is no joke at all. Went there insecure about my emergency care skills and came out feeling ready for anything. So then he sent us a couple of pictures and videos, which we're going to put in our Facebook group. Oh, nice. Um, but I'm going to show you the one of the pictures right now, Randy, okay. just for uh, the shock factor. Yes. Oh, the shock factor? Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting to show you this all week. This is the one I almost accidentally showed you. Oh, okay. He continued to say, here's a video to show the type of things we'd have to deal with. Surprisingly enough, this guy did this stunt twice with only a scratch. And it's basically this video of a guy on a scooter. And then he, he, there's like two flights of stairs and he's like at the top and he just like f- jumps off the okay. two flights of stairs and then totally eats into the floor. Like his legs collapse underneath him. His face would be on the floor, but like his helmet's there. So. <gasps> oh my gosh. But then like there's no, he's fine. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. So what's funny is when I saw a scooter, I didn't think of an action sports scooter. <laughs> I thought of one of the electric scooters that people like sit on and oh my scooting around. So um, we're going to try. I don't know. I'll have to see if we can. I think we can um, put that video in our Facebook group. And then also a picture. He said, here's a picture of a kid who fractured his forearm grinding off of a rail. And literally, here's his yeah, forearm. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> it's like... um. Harry Potter status, you know, and like that's legit. Like watching that, uh, what was it? Uh, Chamber of Secrets, I think. When his bone is is m- not there, is water. Right. Oh my gosh. So the, I would I would almost think that's fake. The arm is fractured in four places. Oh man! Two proximal radius and ulna, and two distal radius and ulna. And Dude. and uh, Giovanni said. I still have no clue how it wasn't yeah. an open fracture. Looking at that picture, I'm very surprised. He's lucky it wasn't an open fracture. You know, one of my favorite fractures that I that I got to deal with was when one of my hurdlers was going over hurdle, tripped, and like fooshed, right? And like she had forearm pain. So I was looking at her and I was palpating. And when I touched like maybe probably distal third of the radius, when I pressed down, her thumb would come up. So I'd like press and her thumb would keep coming up. I'm like, this doesn't seem good. 
and mm. it didn't feel very comfortable. And there was like some swelling there. I said, oh, let's get an x-ray. Turns out that part was fractured. And when I was palpating there, the bone moving made her thumb come up. Oh, my gosh. That was brutal. It's kind of cool, though. <laughs> she did have surgery, though. Well, she and did. it was just the radius. It was just the radius. Hmm. That's a cool experience, though. I, yeah, it was pre- it was pretty neat. I was pretty proud of myself. My favorite fracture. My favorite fracture. We're, when didn't we do that before? We're like, oh, my favorite injury. Probably. <laughs> well, we just talked about what's your injury in this episode. In my nemesis. Yeah. Okay, so this next one is anonymous. Um, this person said, "Kid with a very specific seizure disorder." was managed by keeping her goalkeeper gloves on. I don't know why. That was just that's, the info that the dad so gave interesting. us. That's so interesting. Yeah, that was just the info the dad gave us at check-in. And I can confirm that she decided that she didn't want to work uh, warm up in them one day, and then that same day ended up having a full grand mal seizure. I tried to research it after camp was over and didn't get very far. Sometimes you hit the point where you just don't question it. You just make sure they do. Yeah, so true. Like, hey, just... Keep the gloves on. Clearly it's working. Just keep them on. Um, so I learned that epilepsy is actually like a really broad term. Okay. They use it to like I was talking to a PA and he basically said they they use it as anything. I can't remember how many scissors you had to have in 24 hours. Um, basically like anything that you have multiple seizures in 24 hours, I have to look back and see the number, uh-huh. um, is termed epilepsy. It's not like necessarily oh, a specific oh. disorder. Nice. that. Learn something new. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, this one's crazy. I almost put it as our first story of this whole episode. Yeah, I'm reading the header. I'm already like, excuse me? All right, this one's by Jason W. I was working camps with USA Hockey. And they were having week-long tryouts for the youth national teams to represent the U.S. abroad. So it was a pretty big deal with the best of the best in the nation competing for a spot on the roster. These kids and their parents were coming in from all over the country. Towards the end of the week, we had two days of scrimmage for final evaluations before coaches decided who would make the team. The first injury happened to a, goal- to a goalie who took the blade of a skate to the ribs after an opposing player had been tripped. Ouch. He came off immediately in pain, but had no visible external trauma. After about 5-10 to minutes of trying to figure out what was wrong, his skin started turning yellow all over his body, and he became extremely weak to the point where he couldn't really stand, talk, or even keep his eyes open. Oh, that is terrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. So I had his parents rush him to the hospital, where it turned out he had lacerated his spleen. Mind you, this is the first time I experienced this injury. The very next day, during the scrimmages, I had another player get slashed from behind in the abdomen. When I was evaluating him, I noticed the same exact symptoms starting. I immediately found his parents and told them what I thought was going on, and they took him to the ER where he had also lacerated his spleen. Even though it was a crazy experience, I'll never forget how a lacerated spleen can present. I remember that with the goalie, he was complaining of pain in his upper arm, which I thought was odd at the time because he had been hit so much lower. 
With the second player, once I saw the first few signs, I honestly didn't even wait to see how it would progress, since I saw how quickly the first athlete went downhill big time. Seriously. I mean, it's, it is a very vascular organ. Yeah. So mm-hmm. things can go bad very quickly. Right. Hey, that's a good catch. And also, I don't know if I should say congrats or lucky you or <laughs> bad luck. Like, man, two spleens in two days. Right. That's, that's brutal. Like my... Two two C spines in two days. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I have never seen a spleen, but I don't want to. Yeah. Well, if I never saw another injury again, I'd be the luckiest AT ever. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> um, we have another hockey one actually. All right. So speaking of hockey, we have from Mark W. Uh, he had a laceration of an ear three quarters of the way off due to pressure cut of a hockey puck. Oh, I heard those hockey pucks are brutal. Okay, but the thing is, it actually didn't hit his ear directly. Okay. Um, the kid walked in and said, my head hurt. I got hit by the puck. And so Mark said, I was thinking concussion. And then he took his helmet off and I saw his ear. No sign of concussion, just ear pain, of course. So... The player had helmet and ear protection. The rotation of the puck was so hard and fast, it pressed against the ear protection, causing the laceration. He was sent to the ER, got stitches, and it turned out fine. That's good. When the prote- when the added padding <laughs> creates the injury. Right. <laughs> well, I guess how you look at it is that it probably could have been worse. Hmm. Without the... Without the padding. Oof, I don't even want to... I'm just saying, I have heard the pucks are brutal. Yeah. Well, remember Jen and Kevin were telling us about the soft side versus the yeah. like a uh, like beveled. Yeah, no, it's like a sandpaper uh, side, like yeah. the the edges of the puck. Yeah, gritty. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, I heard it's brutal. So yeah, maybe the padding did save him. Even though it also got the laceration. The least of yeah. At least he has his ear. He could get from that. Could have lost the ear. Um, we got another ear story. <laughs> All right, let's do this. So at a camp, Quincy P said, I had a perforated eardrum. Okay. Athlete was was in the goal and he probably had six strikers rapid firing balls. Love it. He didn't turn around in time and the soccer ball hit him in the side of the head and just blew the eardrum out. Oh, man. He got up and asked, who was whistling? <laughs> Which is like classic ah, textbook. Ah, ah, yeah. I checked him out with an otoscope and plain as day, it was perforated. Not a whole lot we could do, so we notified the parents and put a cotton ball in. Gave him the number to our ENT in case they wanted it. Nice. Um, great job having an otoscope on the sideline because I have someone somewhere I have no clue. Or just at the camp. Uh, well, yeah, like, like that's I feel true. like I feel like at camp, you're just like, oh, like I'll just bring my kit. Honestly, I don't even know where our otoscope is in the clinic. Yeah. We currently do not have one. We need to get one. It's on the list. We have a lot of things we need to buy. I maybe I should. If look only for it. my budget was infinity dollars, <laughs> I'd be good. I think any AT otoscope would, want... would be on your first on your list. You know what? After hearing that, yeah, I think otoscope. After number... hearing that, was that? Ah, uh, <laughs> see, we're already doing it. We're already doing it. Here's one you're not gonna like. Okay. This one's by Anonymous. Stepped on a bee's nest on the ground. Yep, I'm out. <laughs> I'm already out. 
I treated with ice and anti-sting wipes. Thankfully, he was not allergic and all the stings were on his foot, ankle, and lower leg. Oh, that's all. (laughs) He could walk fine and return to practice like the next day or day after that. Yeah, that's brutal, man. I do not like bees. I know you don't. Also, my well, also, my question is, were the stingers still in? Because then you have to take all those things out. Right. So that 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 would be brutal. That is a good question. Well, I feel like um, bees are probably better than wasps that can sting multiple times. Oh, yeah, dude. Those suckers are mean. Mm hmm. At least the bee, like you said, like, oh, one time, boom. And obviously, you know, the bee's going to die after that. But it's a sacrifice mission. It is. It is. But wasps, dude, they're mean. They just keep going. Oh, yeah. Do not like wasps. Okay. So another, this is like just another odd injury. Okay. From Whitney C. at a camp. I had to take care of a cheerleader who had an abscess in her breast. Okay. So this happened in about 2018, my first summer camp for cheerleading. I had one of the head instructors pull me over to look at a female instructor in private. Oh, I didn't realize this was an instructor, actually. Okay. Um, I asked if someone could come in the room with me, just in case, who is also a female. Always good practice. Yes. I asked her, okay, what's going on? She said she just got her nipples pierced maybe two or three weeks ago. She's a back spot. So for three weeks, she was repetitively catching girls, which irritated her new piercing. Oh, no. Um, That created an abscess starting to form next to her piercing. And it popped during a stunt. Oh, no. So there was a huge hole about like five centimeters where it popped. I was able to clean the area, apply biofilm, and then I sent her to the ER to get antibiotics and also further evaluated. Oh, man, that's brutal. I know, right? (laughs) Just popped. Ugh. Oh, that's brutal. I don't know why it just that makes it seem more disgusting. That popped. (laughs) Well, could you imagine just like the amount of repetitive force on that? Yeah. First of all, ouch. Yeah, ouch. Big time ouch. Yeah. Also, if it's that big, pop. Oh. Five centimeter. That's a big that's hole. That's big. That's like a, what, 2.54 centimeters is in an inch? <laughs> sure. I think it's like, that's like two inches. That's huge. That's pretty good that you know, you just have that. Just You know what? Out. I don't know where I pulled that out of. Well, you do like to craft. Makes sense. Uh, that's just like a fact that I know. Yeah, that is. A, that's a good fact to know. Watch as if that's not even true. Could you imagine? <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get We'll get a look on that. We'll review. The booth sure. the booth sure. will review. I'm sure you're right. Booth will review though. That's pretty good. <laughs> Another odd injury. Right, this one's by Jacob P. Collision at touch football would have knocked out his front teeth if he didn't have braces. The teeth were pushed way back. He was an immediate referral to the dentist. Absolutely. Okay, I thought this was really funny because he says touch football. Yeah, well, because that's how it always starts, right? You're all like, oh, we'll play two-hand touch. No, 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 it just turns into tackle anyways. Okay, so this reminds me of when um, we, during summer... Uh Uh-oh, anytime you start the story with that tone. During summer, our 
sports are considered classes, so they're not necessarily needing to be covered by athletic trainers. Yeah. They are covered by the health center. Yeah. And so then we have a little bit more like freedom with schedules, or we should. Um, that is a whole. We're not even getting into that. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, our football coach was like, oh, yeah, so you guys are staying, right? And we're like, oh, well, you guys aren't in pads. Like, you should just be conditioning. Like, you do things very, like, walkthroughs. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, my coworker goes over and sees what, they, what they're calling summer football oh, okay. walkthrough. Which, by the way, someone had dislocated their pinky while wa- doing walkthroughs. And we're like, um, <laughs> how did you, how what did are you, do you guys doing over there? Uh, that's not the most embarrassing way to do it. I feel like our, the reason why we had to stay for football is the same reason why Jacob P. had a teeth push back all the way at touch football. Way back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a a track athlete get into the, I mean, it didn't happen when I was there. It literally happened the year before, mm-hmm. but, uh, she was getting in the blocks, just getting in the blocks, dislocated her thumb. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is, whoa. That is hard to do. That is hard to do. Didn't fall. Literally was just getting in the blocks, put her hands on the ground. Boom. Thumb dislocated. Was she hypermobile? No. I'm pretty sure no. From my memory, no. So she got in a car accident and didn't tell you and then got No, no, no. This athlete is very descriptive about their life. So we would, anyone would have known about the car accident. That's nuts. It's pretty wild. Um, So we have another football story. Actually, this kind of goes into the section of where I put all the quote-unquote extracurricular injuries because- Um, you know at camp when they ha- you don't just do your sport at camp. Oh, no. Not you ha- at all. you do other things at camp. Uh yeah. And those other things lead to injuries. Yes. So this um this football camp. Okay. Sophia W says, "We have a football player take his teammate's elbow to the face during razzle dazzle." And I was like, "I don't know what razzle dazzle yeah. is." And she said, "It's what they call like backyard football they didn't have any pads helmets it was supposed to be a low-key evening activity of course it was of course it was yep his nose was a faucet on full blast out of both nostrils (laughs) he said it didn't hurt and that he's never had a nosebleed before he was adamant there was no pain so we really didn't see any need to investigate more so we just cleaned him up then i went to check on him 10 minutes later to see if he had bled through as I walked up, he looked a little crooked. <laughs> I asked again if it hurt. He said no. I pressed on it and it went crunch, crunch, crunch. He immediately said, okay, yeah, that kind of hurts. Oh, that kind of hurts. We took him to the hospital and he ended up with a nose fracture. Nice. Love From that. a low-key evening activity. Yep. Dude, that's brutal. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. You want to read the next one? Yes. So this one's by JJ. JJ. This one's by JJ. During a football camp, someone got hit in the head with a Nerf gun during a team Nerf war. Hello, concussion. 
Nerf Nerf does get serious though. Like that's that's real. Yeah, but like how close were they? Oh, I'm sure they were totally irresponsible throughout <laughs> this process. I'm I'm sure okay, it was football. I guarantee you like seven out of ten of them thought it was Call of Duty and were like trying to take it up another level. So I'm pretty sure that's probably what happened. Um I can't even remember the last time I shot a nerf gun. That's a bad sign. Okay, we should do we a need, Nerf War. I need more fun in my life, apparently. You should have As a long nerf. as it doesn't involve a concussion. You should have a Nerf weapon at your work. I think you should have it at your desk, and anytime someone's getting a little out of hand, just fire a Nerf dart at them. <laughs> no, that's what tape ends are for. Yeah, that's but, the tape but I feel like for. the Nerf will be more precise than throwing the... I don't know. I'm pretty... Yeah, I've got you get, pretty good aim. All right. Uh, my aim's iffy. Um, I think if I'm throwing far, I have better aim than if I'm close. I'm opposite. If I'm close, my aim's better. If yeah. I'm trying to throw far, I'm off. I used to throw them at my athletes after, like, if I was taping someone and I, I got to the end of the roll, like, as they were walking out and trying to fire it off real quick. It's because I learned from the best. I learned from... Thanks. I learned from... Thanks, I know. I learned from Juan. Oh, dang it. <laughs> right, I'll give that to Juan. Okay, um, so more team-building activities. Um, Caroline D. said, I also had kids at a lacrosse camp who bought Dr. Pepper from the camp store, shook it up, and put the bottle end in their mouths and jumped up and down until a fizz came out of their noses. Safe to say the next day I had a lot of kids with sore nostrils. Why? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Like, I mean, granted, it makes sense when you say lacrosse camp. Like, I picture the the group of athletes are doing this but like why like first of all someone had to come up with the idea so someone had to say guys let's get some dr pepper and try and get it through our nose so not only did someone have to come up with the idea there were kids that agreed that yes this is gonna be cool well you know if one jumps off a cliff we're all jumping apparently like that's uh that's pretty spectacular that's pretty bad. Okay, so this next one's anonymous. Well, most of the time, our extracurricular, from what I remember, was uh, like water balloons. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I feel like you Which I never went out there for that. The only problem with water balloons is the cleanup. Is the cleanup, yeah. But I would always show up later, once all the water balloons were taken. So you didn't get doused in water? So I didn't get attacked. Oh, because you know they would. Uh, exactly. You'd probably be number one target. Probably. Especially all those camps with the little girls who were in love with you. Yeah. Yeah, there was that camp. They were big fans. Big fans. Big fans. I, that was interesting. <laughs> Randy. Yep. I was a big star that that camp. <laughs> um. So this next one is anonymous. I had a tennis camper who smashed his finger between two bowling balls. Unfortunately, they couldn't continue playing tennis camp since that was their dominant hand and they had fractured the tip of their second and third. But they came back to watch. That's brutal. Yeah, could you imagine? Like, I feel like you usually have to call the parent because it's usually a kid. Yeah. Hey, so your camper can't. Well, well not continue. only that. Hey, I know you paid X amount of dollars I know, for this I know, camp. That's, right. That's exactly what I was about to say. 
I know you paid money for this camp, but your kid can't participate because not doing while not doing their sport. Also, what I've learned about these camps um, is it's uh, basically babysitting. Oh, yeah. Is totally childcare. You know why they do camps. Yes. It's because they're not in school. Yeah. And the parents need them to go somewhere. Mm hmm. The base, the biggest example of that, it wasn't the camps through athletics. It was the camps through the rec center. (laughs) And they had like this giant camp for kids that would be like all summer long. And they'd come and like, they had different activities throughout the day. They had snack time. Like, it was basically school, but obviously a camp. And it's so funny to watch. Again, college students run these camps, which already should scare you when you're putting your children through these camps. But you see the progression of how done these college students get. The first day is like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is fun. They're, they have some banter with the kids, right? By the time you get to month one or like month one and a half, the look of just, I'm done with these kids. <laughs> They're bugging me now. is so funny to watch. Oh, my gosh. Um, We have one from Haley about team bonding activities. Okay. And this one includes of like how she goes in and bonds with the teams, too. Okay. Oh, oh no, go ahead. So she said, our football and cross country teams have done summer camp in Big Bear. Girls basketball, but in November time frame. Um, so for those of you who are not around here, Big Bear is like our mountain town that's kind of close. Yes. Um, trees and mountains and elevation. And snow. And snow. Closer to that November time frame. Yes. So she said, I provide practice coverage and first aid. The week-long camps help them to bond while staying in cabins with bunk beds and sharing all meals together and helps with training and elevation. The first few days are slow due to acclimatization, but their endurance improves. Then when they come back home, they're like super athletes for a few days. (laughs) Ha ha. The first thing they usually do is go for a hike with the coaches, and I tag along because I like to hike. I've had to treat blisters from team building, rock climbing, and archery activities. Oh gosh, archery activities. And... Okay, so I didn't go to their Big Bear one, even though I probably could have. Yeah. Um, I went with them to Hawaii. Uh, no biggie. Like, <laughs> oh, I couldn't make the Big Bear one, but I'll, well, do, the ho- I'll, I'll do the Hawaii one. And um, all the football players touched the coral, and they all <laughs> had that. like on their fingers and their knees. And their toe, their toes, they were all. I remember you saying scraped that. Raped up from touching the coral. That's funny. Um, another participating in camp activities. This one's by Julie R. Needed an even number for squash camp, so I became a camper when I could. The school I'm a full time ATC at has squash, but I have never played. It was hard, especially because I was out of shape and my glutes and quads were killing me for a few days, but so much fun. After that, any camp I worked, I tried to be involved in the sports as much as I could. Helped gain trust in campers in case they needed something. Not a camp story, but I think it was like our last practice or something for women's soccer. We played flag football and normally I was like, nah, like I want, but they kind of needed someone. I was like. All right, I'm in. 
So I got to play a little flag football. That's so fun. That was fun. I'm just glad I didn't tear my ACL. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just saying, man, I was a baller out there that day. Dude, they couldn't they couldn't contain me. <laughs> also, it was funny because like the university I'm at and like especially like uh, uh women's soccer, we have a lot of international students. <laughs> So yes, you do. watching them to try and figure out American football was pretty funny. Oh my funny. gosh, I didn't even think about it that. Was, it was pretty funny. You know what I thought was interesting is like, I feel like this is, did we already have any squash stories in this episode? I think we did. Yes, huh? we, we've already talked about squash, which I'm very surprised we've had so many squash okay, stories. The next one, this is our last story actually, the next one. Okay. Is a squash story too. How is had- like squash this popular? It's not popular here. I guess it's just the only the else. only program that I can think of is Stanford's. That's what I was thinking That's too. That's the only one I could think of out here. Yeah. Squash, yeah. and then to have a camp like you, that I means know. that means you do have people sign up for squash camp. Right. I actually don't even know what that entails. Like I don't even know what that looks like. Well, it's just like so. It does crack me up that like some universities offer track camp. <laughs> and like i get it right like every sport has their camps but it's like track camp i don't know that just seems weird to me to offer a camp like i mean i get it right you're getting coaching mm-hmm. let hold on let, now let's we all know who's coaching these camps i'm telling you it's the college <laughs> student it's never the actual coach or maybe it's the assistant coach right so like i get it you're getting coaching from the camp but it's like it's daycare track camp I don't know. That just seems weird to me. Well, if your kid likes to run. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I guess maybe like more geared towards like high schoolers who are like really trying to push track. Again, if you are a kid <laughs> and you like to run. <laughs> I'm just saying one of my athletes did or uh, a, not my athletes, but the athletes at, at the school I was at really put it nicely. They were talking to one of my track kids and said, your sport's basically everyone's punishment. And I was just like, <laughs> man, that's really true. Track track is literally, track as a sport is everyone's punishment. And I was just like, <laughs> man, that is so true. Yeah. you yeah. Your sport is punishment for everybody else. And you enjoy and it you, well, somehow. Some of them don't. Some of them just still do it because they're good at it. And I'm pretty sure I've had a lot of conversation with track kids who, after they're done running, ask themselves, why did I pick this sport? Why do I keep vomiting? My favorite one was one of my athletes who, again, this kid was dominant. Usually after the hard days, we'd sit there and as his body was hurting, we'd say, he, we'd always go back and forth. He's like, man, I should have played football. <laughs> and I told him, I said, nah, dude, you'd be in worse shape. You should have played baseball. You'd feel a little bit better and make more money, so. (laughs) Seriously, actually. You ready for our last story? About squash. About squash. About squash. I'm ready. Okay. Um, Just a heads up, we are censoring the name of this place because we don't want the podcast to be taken down. Yes. Okay, you can read it. (laughs) All right, this one's by Mackenzie A. I worked a squash camp at a pretty well-known Ivy League school. The experience was pretty cool and great money. 
I did five weeks. Some weeks were elementary school. Some were high school kids. Squash camp for elementary school? <laughs> like, there has to... I did, I did not... Un, I, I still can't see, like... Elementary school kids are into squash? Apparently. This is... This is blowing. It's, it's their parents who are in the squash. Making their kids do it. This yeah. is blowing my mind right now. I'm sorry. That's your dream. Mackenzie continues with some from other countries. It's a pretty smart way to get the coaches to see you play for a week. It was my first time even knowing what squash was. So learning how to play was fun. I think the best part besides staying on the campus, which is beautiful, was learning an entirely new sport and injuries. The coaches are either Ivy League players or on the professional circuit. There's a professional circuit? Of course there is. It's a sport. I know. I I just wasn't prepared for professional (laughs) circuit and squash. Mackenzie continues to say, and to see how they warm up and treat injuries is definitely different than what most ATCs see in quote-unquote normal sports. It was also cool to work at such a well-known and wealthy university. I've only ever been in the high school and clinical setting since graduating. It's a lot of stopping short and running back to certain spots on the court. Essentially, normal injuries for tennis, but adding contusions because of the smaller space and playing on the same side as your opponent. Oh. Interesting. ACL tears, hamstring strains, and Achilles issues. This is getting so intense. I, know. I ended up learning how to play so I could understand it more. Kicked my ass. What? I didn't have to censor myself earlier. I told you I said <laughs> crappy already. I was a field hockey player and even played in college. Nothing prepared me for the soreness after 15 minutes. And these kids play like for six hours a day at camp. That's true. That's kind of what camps are like. Oh, yeah, dude. They just run the kids, man. (laughs) Which, by the way, like when you're a kid, like it doesn't matter. They have like nonstop energy. Like a Belgian Malinois. Like a, yes, like a Belgian Malinois. Like a Velociraptor. Same thing. Equivalent. Yep. I'm still, dude, I I need some time to recover about all the squash. (laughs) Like I did not know squash was this much of a thing. Yeah. I didn't either. I... This is the best part about the podcast is I get to I also get to learn. I've learned so much about squash just from this. So if you guys have any more. Well, first of all, if you want to see those stories from Giovanni P, um, those pictures and the video, head over to our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash corner podcast. If you want to weigh in on any of the topics that we talked about, <laughs> about how intense squash is or answer any of the questions we had, I feel like um, or. Tell us about your squash camps because I feel, I feel like, like that has if we to be, already have three. I feel like that has to be question of the week. Something related to squash. Have you ever have, worked? Have you ever covered squash? Do you even know what squash is? Yeah. I mean, I'm still a little iffy on. Maybe what is the what is the most unique sport you've worked? Ooh. What is the most one. unknown sport you've worked? That's a good one. Okay, so anyway, if we remember that, that's going to be in the Facebook group. We'll always forget when we say it on the the episode. Um, If you guys want to submit a story for a future episode, you can do so on our Instagram, which is where we post what our upcoming stories are. But we don't only do stories on this podcast. 
Um, every other episode, we do education or stories. So this one was a story episode. Next week is education. I believe we have a CEU episode. Yes, we do. We're talking about training load. Thanks to Precision AT, who's um, sponsoring that, and Randy for putting that together and doing all the backstage reading. Super awesome. It's fun. I'm glad you think so. I love reading. So anyway, I think that's all of our fine print as of right now. Actually, MedBridge, um, we are still with MedBridge. They are yes, doing are. $175 off with our promo code. It is still live. It is still active. AT Corner will get you $175 off. I think. It, is that $175 I or so, $150? Yeah. I, believe, $175. I think it's $175, which, by the way, it's almost at CEU time. It doesn't feel like it, but it's almost here. So, hey, you can get a little jump, get a little head start. Yeah. So anyway, anything that we talk about, any of these fine prints, go down to the show notes. It's all listed out there. There's links you can click on and you don't have to remember all of the stuff that we're word vomiting right now. Yes. So you got anything else, Randy? Also, um, new, uh, new release date. Oh, I think we're switching to Wednesdays. So look out for us on Wednesdays, right. my we dude. Are, when, yeah, that's right. We are Wednesdays, my dude. That's what we're shooting for to release our episodes now. Yeah. So um, it's football season. It is soccer season. It is. Oh, it's mostly football season. Let's let's be honest. Football. Football's a bear. So I think Wednesday is going to be a better release date for us. We'll see how you guys like it. See how we like it. Plus, hey, maybe it'll ha- it helps get you over the hump. Yeah, looking forward to halfway through the week. That's right. Anyway, we'll see you soon, guys. Got anything else? Nope. Thank you for helping us showcase athletic training behind the tape. Bye. Bye.